This episode is brought to you by the Grow Getters newsletter. Sign up at growgetters.io forward slash newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. Welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. If you want to future-proof yourself, turn your hobby into a profitable side hustle and create a thriving, multi-passionate career, then you're in the right place. Each week, we keep you up to speed with all the hottest and most in-demand methods, models, tools, and trends in business and tech to help you stay ahead of the game and grow. I'm GrowGetters co-founder and innovation specialist, Tiffany Hart. And I'm GrowGetters co-founder and digital strategist, Tanya Garma. So if you're ready to stay relevant, in your element, and be excellent, Follow the Grow Getters podcast for your weekly fix of future skills. Now, let's get growing. Hello, and welcome to our very first live podcast event in celebration of International Women's Day. So in case you don't know, Tiffany and I are the hosts and co-founders of Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. I'm Tanya Gama. I am a digital business strategist. I'm a brand and content director and also a certified design thinking practitioner. So I've spent the last 15 or so years, I've worked in Australia, the UK and within Europe in various innovation and digital consultancies, creative agencies and PR and communications firms. And honestly, I've always thrived the most in jobs where there was a real diversity in leadership and management, really strong female representation at every level. And what I love the most is an egoless company culture. So no egoism, no elitism. This is something I feel incredibly passionate about and something we will touch on today. And I'm Tiffany Hart. I'm a tech startup founder and entrepreneur that specializes as a digital transformation innovation strategist. I've lived and breathed lean startup and agile methodologies my whole career. And in 2016, I was named a Forbes top 100 female founder in Europe. I've raised my first seed round of a quarter million euros from some of Australia's leading investors, including original seed investor at PayPal, Peter Davidson. I built products and teams both big and small, and I'm truly passionate about seeing women achieve what they're born to do. Empowered women empower others and cultivating a community and sisterhood of like-minded grogators that help each other rise up is truly important to me. So Tiff and I started this podcast because we really believe we started it in 2019 because we believe that there honestly is a genuine gap for future skills and future tech content for women and also content that's actually delivered by women who are also on the same constant journey of upskilling and we want to remain also relevant in our careers. And both Tiffany and I, and I think what we share with our listeners is a real thirst for knowledge in the worlds of business, tech and leadership. So we, Grow Getters was born. I was going to say we gave birth to Grow Getters. That's a bit creepy. Where Grow Getters was born with a big ambition, and that's to see more women at the decision-making table, more women crushing it in their careers and more female-led side hustles and female-led businesses. Because we really believe that the more women in business and leadership there are, the better the world will be. 
And we are honestly blown away by the audience we've built on Grow Getters. We've hit the top 20 careers podcasts in a bunch of places around the world, from New Zealand to Finland, Australia, the Netherlands, Czech Republic, Germany, and Ireland. And we continue to learn so much from our listeners and followers like you're here today. Thank you for joining us. Whether they're emailing us, joining us on Clubhouse, DMing us on Instagram, or rating us and reviewing us on the podcasting apps, this tells us that so many of you are resonating with our message to see more women stay professionally relevant through keeping up to date with the skills of the future. It makes social sense, it makes economic sense, and it's really the reason why Grow Getters exists. So in today's live podcast, in honor of International Women's Day, we want to take you through what we believe are the most in-demand skills that women need to thrive in their careers. This is based on research from a variety of credible sources, from Harvard Business Review, from BCG, from McKinsey and more, fantastic evidence-based business books, as well as our own experience having worked in both startup and innovation scenes, which typically are some of the most pioneering fields when it comes to future skills. Today, we're going to touch on key skills in the following four categories, leadership, career, business, and technology. So if you guys are ready, let's get started with the first category, leadership. Cool. I'll get started then. So whether you're leading a team or department within an organization, or you've got your own business that you're leading or your own side hustle, or you wish to be a leader someday, so you're an aspiring leader in the making, we're going to take you through the skills that future leaders need in this ever-shifting world of complexity, uncertainty, and change. So first of all, it's the ability to be flexible and not only manage uncertainty, but feel comfortable in the uncomfortable that is going to be super important now and into the future. So leaders in 2021 can't rely on existing systems and processes. They need to be really open to shifting gears quickly, pivoting directions and making quick thinking decisions, sometimes literally overnight. And flexibility also includes this idea of relinquished control. That's part of what flexibility means. And instead, it's time to start adopting agile practices where teammates and employees pull in tasks and are accountable for their achievement. So naturally, when you do start practicing in this flexible and agile way, naturally, hierarchies will start to flatten, collaboration will flourish, and a sense of empowerment in every one of your teammates will begin to heighten. So you might be asking, how can you harness your innate sense of agility if you already have it or start putting it into practice and really training it like a muscle? How do you start implementing agile practices? Firstly, you can start by simply focusing on the needs of your people. So acknowledging and respecting each other's perspectives and also by encouraging your teammates to pull in their tasks rather than push tasks onto them. It gives them that sense of empowerment and allows them to feel accountable for the work they do and proud of the work they do, involving your team in decisions and creating a real culture of transparency and openness. This can be as simple as sharing with your team the vision and direction where you want to take your business or department, sharing the ups and downs, sharing the failures, sharing the learnings, keeping them abreast of major changes and new directions. It's about taking them along the journey with you. And you can go even further and actually rally to implement an agile way of working in terms of agile project management, which I'm not going to go into today because this is a huge topic all on its own, which I think we might have covered in a previous podcast episode or we will do in the future. I'm sure everyone is familiar with agile. But the other thing that is going to be super critical for leaders of tomorrow is empathy. 
Empathy is such an important characteristic and if you already have it within you, then fantastic. It's time to start harnessing it in a professional sense. That, like agility or flexibility, you can also train empathy like a muscle. So empathy allows you to not only understand your teammates, but understand your customers as well or your clients that the business or organization you work for is serving. Because empathy underpins an awesome culture, it underpins great products and services, and it underpins an organization that is built so strongly that it can weather any storm coming their way. And part of empathy is putting your stakeholders first in all that you do. A team can't run without its engine, which are its people, and a business can't survive without customers. So deeply understanding them, thinking of them, and putting yourself in the shoes of others is a mark of tomorrow's great leaders. And empathetic leadership is a long-term strategy. It is not to play the short game here. So if you do want to play the long game, then working on your empathy is the way forward. And you may be wondering, okay, how can I harness my innate sense of empathy? And we've got a few tips for you to get you started. First of all, hone your listening skills. So maybe stop talking so much and start listening to your team and to your customers, always listening and don't interrupt if it's possible. This is about mutual respect and it's about a reciprocal relationship, not a hierarchical one. And leave your judgment at the door. And this really also applies with your customers. Things are never what they seem. A problem you may think that your team has or a problem you may think you want to solve for your customers, it may not actually be a problem. It may not be valid. And the only way to validate this kind of problem is to listen learn and apply. So be present, don't multitask. Once again, the golden rule is about listening. And the last characteristic of a great leader that I'll take you through is that those successful leaders of the future are those that establish and maintain a fantastic culture where people, no matter what your generation, whether you're Gen Z, whether you're a boomer, whether you're a Gen X, a millennial, Everyone is dying to work there. That should be your goal as a team leader, as an organization leader, or a business leader. And let me repeat this. I may have said it in a previous podcast episode, but I'm so passionate about this. Good culture is not, and I repeat, not about pinball machines or casual Fridays or foosball tables or a stocked fridge full of free booze. Good culture is grounded in an environment of psychological safety. And if you haven't heard of this term before, it was a term coined by senior researchers at Google. And what they did is they studied some of their most highest performing teams over, I think, a couple of years. And they found that the thing they had in common was this feeling of psychological safety. And that can be defined as the belief that you won't be pinball machines or casual Fridays or foosball tables or a stocked fridge full of free booze. Good culture is grounded in an environment of psychological safety. And if you haven't heard of this term before, it was a term coined by senior researchers at Google. And what they did is they studied some of their most highest performing teams over, I think, a couple of years. And they found that the thing they had in common was this feeling of psychological safety. And that can be defined as the belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. So you really feel safe enough to be yourself in the workplace. And numerous studies have shown that when you work in this type of environment, you have people who are actually willing to take moderate risks. 
and you have people who are willing to speak their minds, have an opinion, and this uh, these are all the perfect ingredients for a fertile ground to breed awesome innovation, great productivity, great design innovation, fantastic creativity, and it also reduces your staff turnover. You know, you have people who want to stay there with you. So how can you encourage psychological safety as a leader? We are just scratching the surface today, and I think we could do a whole podcast episode on every single one of these points, which we may do in the future, but this is just a great place to start. So how can you encourage psychological safety with your team? First of all, respecting your teammates. You don't have to agree with their perspectives and opinions, but this conflict shouldn't bring about a shutdown. It should actually just be the beginning of a, of a collaborative problem-solving exercise. This should not be an impasse where there's no other way to go. It should actually be a great start to come together and collaborate. And in addition, don't play the blame game. Instead, just say when a teammate fails at something. Like we've had a few technical fails today. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people uh, weren't able to join us because there was some login issues. So Tiffany and I, we are going to learn and we are not going to play the blame game. We are going to be curious. We're going to research, find out, okay, what happened? How can we fix it next time? We're going to listen to each other and we're going to learn. And the whole team is going to be better off for it, really. And the other important thing is to create feedback loops wherever it's possible. So this is both internally with leaders and teammates. They should have open opportunities to deliver and receive honest feedback. You know, this is all about reciprocation. And this should happen without blame or shame. You know, it's about really listening and hearing and then having your chance to speak too. So it's an opportunity to listen and learn. And it's also important to have feedback loops with your customers, of course. So always encouraging feedback, encouraging open dialogue, having these open sessions where you can literally get directly into the ears of your users or customers. This is really important. And remember, guys, finally, we are all humans. We have strengths, we have fallibilities, and treating each other like fellow human beings, not like resources. This is a nice mind shift, you know, and this will help actually, in fact, get the very best from everyone. And you're going to actually end up getting more productivity when you treat people like humans. So it's about creating an environment where people thrive. So the next category is career. And if there's one thing that the events of the last 12 months have taught us is that absolutely anything can happen. We've seen industries crumble overnight, millions of businesses have shut their doors, some temporarily, some permanently, and masses of people either stood down or furloughed from their jobs. What has already been a trend before the pandemic hit has been now accelerated even further, and that is the multi-hyphen career. At GrowGetters, we define this career that isn't solely derived from one workplace, but it's a number of different sources. It's about diversifying your career, and some even call it a portfolio career where you literally have your finger in a number of different pies, thus deriving multiple income streams, multiple interest areas, and in some cases, even multiple industries. The rise of the gig economy and the instability driven by both digitalization and hypercapitalism have meant that the 25-year tenure in one organization doesn't really exist anymore. And since the onset of the pandemic, oftentimes we simply cannot afford to rely on one source of income because we don't really know 
what will happen tomorrow. So just like most financial advisors would tell you not to put all your savings into one investment stock, likewise, why would you put all your eggs into one career basket? The rise of the multi-passionate, multi-income, multi-hyphen career is here to stay. The term multi-hyphen career comes from the author, podcaster, and self-proclaimed multi-hyphenate, Emma Gannon. Her book, The Multi-Hyphen Method, is truly a business book for the modern age. It focuses on the way to navigate the changing world of work and how to design your own career on your own terms. It is both a celebration of the side hustle and a signpost for the revolution of work, particularly for working women. At Growgetters, we truly believe that learning new skills and making ourselves employable is the only way to future-proof ourselves in these uncertain times. Adding more strings to your bow and diversifying your career is essential to getting ahead in the modern working world and helping us to future-proof our careers. Never before has it been more relevant to be a jack of all trades. Plus, like Emma writes in her book, the internet has completely leveled the playing field that anyone can build an audience and communicate with them and we can all be visible now. And this is an example of it where we are today. (laughs) Having so many free digital tools at our disposal makes it even easier than ever before to shape your professional profile, boost your thought leadership, build an audience or gain a following when launching a side gig, getting a new job and starting a business. Think of how easy it is to self-publish a book or have an article be written, go viral on on LinkedIn or even on on Medium or build an Instagram community of like-minded individuals. It's amazingly easy these days. We believe that the multi-hyphen career is the career of the future and is a crucial strategy in safeguarding your finances, building your skill set and staying professionally relevant in a competitive market. Amen. And guys, uh, ladies and gents, the third category is business. So if you are a business owner or a side hustler like Tiffany and I, a startup founder or planning on doing so in the next 12 months, then this section of our podcast is for you. So over the next few years, we are going to continue to see a massive rise of purpose-driven, ethically-led businesses. So if you are a business owner, for example, and you can't define why your business exists, then why should any customer buy from you? Why would any young person, Generation Z kid, want to join your team? Purpose-led businesses who focus on purpose rather than short-term profit will stand the test of time in 2021 and beyond. And purpose isn't something that is fixed for forever, you know, set in stone. It can also shift and change over time. So when we talk about purpose, by the way, we talk about a business bringing something meaningful to people or to the world. So it's grounded in something more than just about making money or creating profits for your shareholders. So when you do evaluate your purpose once a year, which is our recommendation, Make sure it's in step with your core values as uh, the business leader or business owner and also of the business itself or the brand. So it should be in line with your values, your vision, and it should be in line with how you connect with your customers or users. And if you do need a bit of support in defining your purpose and you're not sure where to start, there are a ton of amazing models you can use. Some that we really recommend are business model you, which you can grab this book. It's awesome. And there are a variety of ways to define your vision, your values, and your purpose. There's the Ikigai method, which is a Japanese model, which is really, really beautiful. And you can use that for your business or for yourself as an individual, Ikigai. And 
There's also purpose mastery and autonomy, which was coined by Daniel Pink in his book Drive. Drive was written like over a decade ago, but it is still as relevant as ever. It's one of my favorite business books. Actually, Tiff and I are massive fangirls of The Golden Circle, which you probably have all heard of. It is by the marketing guru, Simon Sinek, and we have covered the Golden Circle in a previous Grow Getters episode, but just to quickly, really quickly recap, it's about defining your why, so the reason why your business exists. So there's the what, which is what you actually do. There's the how, which is how you do it. And then at the core is the why. It's the why you do what you do. So when you start with the why, it actually has the power to drive literally every business decision you can make. And like Sinek famously says, people don't buy what you do, they buy into the why you do it. So especially as Generation Z is beginning to enter the workforce, they're also increasing their purchasing power. You know, right now, millennials have the strongest purchasing power out of all the generations, but this tide will shift in a few years. It is so important and critical for businesses to lead with purpose in mind because this is what these guys are looking for. They want to connect with something meaningful and they want to know, they in fact demand to know what your business is doing to contribute positively to the world. Because if you're not, then see you later. They will choose elsewhere. These guys want to fight climate change. Yeah, as we do, I'm sure. I hope everyone here does. I, Tiffany and I certainly do. They also purchase ethically and sustainably. They are less interested in money. So when you're hiring Gen Z as well as a business, they are way more motivated by values. So this is actually also part of your employer branding game as well. And purpose-driven businesses, you know, this is such a big business imperative in 2021 and beyond. And Like we also mentioned previously, I talked about agility in leadership. The next point I want to raise is agility in business because the same rule applies for businesses. So the businesses that are set up to be super lean with low overheads, virtual capabilities and automated systems in place and those that are like highly digitalized, these are the ones that are going to be able to pivot quickly and nimbly as market conditions shift you know, not these old legacy businesses that have, you know, massive overheads. These these are very slow-moving beasts. So the businesses that are much more nimble and quick and fast-paced and embedded in digital, these guys are going to continue to thrive in the future because they are able to pivot much faster because we don't know what's going to be coming our way tomorrow. Look what's happened in the last 12 months you know, these these small and nimble, not necessarily small, but nimble organizations, they're the ones that are more open to taking calculated risks as well. And finally, data-driven. Businesses that are data-driven will be the big winners in the coming years or data-driven, as I, as I should say. I always say data, data-driven. Using data to inform decision-making, that is so important. And the businesses that are set up to be data-driven they're always going to outplay the competition and win the hearts of customers because data is all around us. Businesses need to sharpen up their analytical capabilities to make sense of the data. Like we are just consumed in data. 
but it's those businesses that can glean the data and then turn it into insights that inform recommendations, actions, and decisions, such as which customers to target, which products to focus on or remove, which products to design, and how to shape their entire customer journey all the way from the research phase through to conversion. These data-driven businesses will succeed. So our recommendation so for an action point is really look researching and investing in the right tools and resources to take the legwork out of gleaning data and automate some of these data collection processes. So, so many tools are out there. I, there are innumerable tools and they, the ones that you should be focusing on are the ones that, you know, have really nice dashboards and really make it easy to understand and bring that data together. So then you can manually curate the most important metrics to help you make better business decisions. And finally, our last pillar is technology. These skills are those that almost anyone can apply to their business or career using digital tools that are at our disposal. Firstly, let's talk about growth hacking or otherwise known as growth marketing. Growth hacking is a broad term that's had its roots in the startup world where marketing and sales budgets are virtually non-existent. So people had to start finding quick hacks, tools and tactics to drive growth on the cheap. Because startups generally don't have big marketing budgets, or actually a lot of companies don't, like established companies, they have to find super smart and extremely economical ways to find novel ways to drive growth. It could be customer growth, follower growth, revenue growth, or whatever kind of growth it is, it is what growth hacking is all about. And it's the reason why growth hacking has been dubbed the new marketing or marketing 2.0, because the skills of a growth hacker needs to be basically what a marketer of the future requires. Growth hacking is all about being smart in using the digital skills that we have at our disposal to grow your business, the company you work for, and even your own personal brand. It's about using data or data to drive your decision making. It's about rapid experimentation. It's about measuring absolutely everything. It's also about exploiting new digital technologies to drive growth. Let's start with data data. Data, I'm going to say data. So data is your best friend when it comes to growth hacking. It's the best way to test what works and what doesn't through rapid experimentation. This is about setting up A-B tests and lots of small experiments to track your tactics and activities. And of course, making sure that you're measuring everything so you know what's working and how quickly things are growing in your favor. Growth hacking relies on using all the available and often free tools at your disposal to drive growth. For example, free tools are like Crystal Nose and IB Watson Personality Insights that provide a deeper understanding into desired customers. And don't worry, I'm going to list now a lot of different free resources and we're going to include them in our show notes. So if you do miss them, they will be in the show notes so you can, you can get them. Websites like SimilarWeb.com can give you a quick handle on your customer's activity and search traffic of your target market. And usabilityhub.com allows you to do quick, dirty tests of your web page with real users in real life to gauge your page's effectiveness in reaching its desired goal. Another clever tool is its ability to analyze data and information. Just like Tanya mentioned, data is everywhere and those that can read it and use it, make informed decisions, will have one of the most in-demand skills for the next decade. Reading data and facts is going to be incredibly important as we enter this age of mis- and disinformation. Many tools can do manual legwork of this process, but if you can not only interpret the results but derive clear actions from them, you will have a kick-ass skill under your belt. Additionally, embracing AI and automation will be another skill that really serves both individuals and businesses alike. 
AI is nothing scary. In fact, just like data, AI is literally everywhere. Being open to using automation tools to help you do your work better and smoother, to serve your customers and to understand them is something we have to get comfortable with and starting today. There are a plethora of AI tools you can start using, and many of them actually are for free. So one is really cool, and we use it, called Capwing. It's a collaborative platform to create images, GIFs, and videos with captions. And this is actually a very time-staking experience and, and very costly thing if you want to hire someone to do so. But Capwing makes it easy and captions things for you. AI Writer automatically writes SEO-friendly, high-quality articles. And Posado helps you choose the right words for your website and content copy. And the last skill is one which many of you either are already crushing it or at least you know the way forward. And it's the rise of social media. YouTube, blogs like Medium and even LinkedIn own native articles, the native article function. Everyone can market themselves, position themselves as a brand within their industry and create content that serves others. Content creation and content marketing isn't an add-on to your skill set, but it actually should be a core part of it. These days, more than ever. We're not just saying that you need to be the Kim Kardashian, although there's a ton of stuff that you can learn from her. We recommend reading The Kim Kardashian Principle, which is from one of the podcast episodes that we interviewed a really dear friend or guest of ours, Jatendra Sadev. But you need to at least have an active professional presence if you want to set yourself apart. Ask yourself, How can you contribute to your industry you're in and serve your desired audience? Do you have an opinion about the issue you're facing in your industry that you'd like to share? Have you accumulated a bunch of knowledge and expertise in your career that you want to pay forward? By creating content that shares your voice, you automatically position yourself as a thought leader in your field, get yourself known, maybe even set yourself above when it comes to getting promoted, finding a new job, or even creating a new source of income. And don't worry, guys, all those links, which I just mentioned, will be in the show notes. So there's a lot of things there, but they are great resources. So Grow Getters, that's a wrap. So we're so thrilled that you've joined us today and got an insight look into our podcasting process. And most importantly, we hope you've come away with the knowledge that you can apply starting today. We simply are so passionate about seeing women thrive in their professional and personal lives. And like Tanya said at the start, it's the reason that Grow Getters exists and why do we do what we do every single week. Every day is International Women's Day at Grow Getters, and we are so happy to be on this journey of professional and personal growth with you here and everybody listening into the podcast. Tanya and I continue to challenge ourselves and stay up to date with all the latest research, skills and tools, and we love sharing them all with you. So thank you so, so much for joining and we'll chat to you next week. Want the latest tips, tools, trends and advice for building your career or business through thought leadership and innovation? And sign up to the Grow Getters newsletter where we drop all the latest grow getting goodness straight into your inbox each week to help you become the go-to expert in your industry. Plus, you'll also stay up to date and in the know on all of our Grow Getters insider events, webinars, and all the latest business experiments neatly packaged and all in one place. Head to growgetters.io forward slash newsletter to sign up today.